0: Newscast is part of the Fire and Water Network. You want to hear me do it one last time?
1: Uh, no, Walter. I have to get to work now. 28. Why don't you introduce me to your co-workers? I'm sure they'd get a bang out of this. Oh, I don't really think that. Um, hello, Sam. Walter Franklin, Sam Malone. How do you do? 10. Uh, he's able to tell you instantly how many letters there are in any sentence you say. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Sixty-six. That's quite a gift. (laughs) Fifteen. Been at it all weekend. (laughs) How many days did it seem like? (laughs) Twenty-four. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break
1: from all your worries Sure would help a lot Wouldn't you like to get away
0: Sometimes And welcome back to CheersCast, the podcast where everybody knows your name. I'm Ryan Daly, and joining me again from Radio vs. the Martians is Mr. Mike Gillis. What's up, man?
1: Oh, good to be back.
0: Congratulations on the hat trick. You are the first guest to be on the show three times. Well done, sir. Oh, wow. Sir. Yeah. Oh,
1: thank you. Thank you. Oh, I hope to live up to that honor.
0: <laughs> uh, and since you've been on the show before, we we know your Cheers origin. Let's just dive into this episode, which is a very good one indeed. Episode Season 1, Episode 17 Diane's Perfect Date. Written by David Lloyd, directed by James Burroughs. The original air date is Thursday, February 10th, 1983. After Diane returns from a terrible date with a man who counts the number of letters in every sentence, she and Sam begin to ridicule each other's choice in dates. Before long, they challenge each other to find the perfect date for the other. When Diane describes her perfect match for Sam as bright, witty, and attractive, Sam thinks she's talking about herself, so he sets himself up as her perfect date in return. The next night, Sam is blindsided when Diane introduces him to her friend Gretchen, his date for the evening. A desperate Sam scrambles to find a guy for Diane, grabbing the first man he finds in the pool room. This is why proper vetting of candidates is always important, as Sam realizes too late that Andy is a recently released from prison and throughout their double date makes several terrifying remarks about murder. After their date's end, Sam confesses the truth to Diane. She forgives him because she didn't know he was so hung up on her, which he then denies was his reasoning. The two of them then fight about which one of them is carrying a crush for the other, a debate that spills over onto the rest of the bar's patrons. So, Mike, what did you think of this episode? Oh,
1: this is a lot of fun. This is kind of a classic (laughs) screwball comedy episode. There's a lot of wordplay, a lot of misunderstandings, a lot of wacky assumptions that people make. And then they go forward from sort of a foundation of a misunderstanding, and it leads them to sort of absurdity. And it's just a lot of fun. I think everyone is sort of firing on all cylinders in this episode.
0: Yeah, it really is good. And it's just like... The last time you were on, we talked about a very emotionally heavy episode. This one is sort of the opposite of that. This is just very sort of light, fluffy, funny... But it's really well done, and like the way the way, the way super, it kind of keeps yeah. coming back. I mean, David Lloyd actually received an Emmy nomination in 1983 for best writing in a comedy series. The first season of Cheers got three best writing nominations, oh, uh, wow. and the pilot episode actually won that year. Um, but this is one that was nominated, and it's just it, yeah, it's the quick pace. You're right. This feels like a very old fashioned type of screwball comedy.
1: Yeah, it's really great. I think that it's, again, the stuff that I think Cheers really excels at, which is it has the limitations of, in the first season, never leaving the bar. So it's got to be dialogue. It's got to be character. It's got to be characters reacting to each other. And I think that both the writing and the performers are just awesome. Um one of the things I really love right off the bat is Norm's resume. Yes. Yes. I mean it's just a small part of the episode with <laughs> with George Went, but I really love him here where he just says, "Oh god, he's still job hunting cuz he got he got fired from his accounting gig and he says, "Oh geez, my resume, the last guy I showed it to laughed in my face." <laughs> and he hands it to to Sam and Sam just chuckles. Yeah.
0: It's just, it's
1: it's such a it's such an understated <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah it's, like, it, yeah, it's like yeah, completely justified. What seems kind of preposterous that somebody would laugh no. at the resume. He's like, you were born, you worked at one job, and you're five foot ten.
1: Like that's <laughs> oh. Oh my god. And, and and then later when he he says, No, you gotta punch it up a little bit. I mean not lie, just right. you know, punch it up, sell yourself. And when Norm comes back with this resume, it's one of my favorite little bits, both for George Wendt and the writing of the episode. Yeah. And I, I wrote down the new resume. <laughs> Norm Peterson, thought provoking, poignant, hilarious, a roller coaster of emotions. If you hire only one
0: accountant this year, make it Norm Peterson. And <laughs> And Sam rightly asks, he's like, What is this? And Cliff goes, He had the paper open to the to the movie section. So it's yeah, all I'll these advertisements it. that he just threw in And Coach Yeah comes up with it. He's like, This is my favorite part, Sam. Finally an accountant the whole family can go see.
1: Oh, and what I love is when he does the whole thing, if you can only hire one accountant this year, make it Norm Peterson. <laughs> Norm does this little gesture, a little kind of self-deprecating, ta-da, with a yeah, smile. Yeah. It's a little touch of embarrassment in it, and I love it. I love that moment so much. Yeah. Oh. George went just has just a little moment in this episode, and he makes the best of it. Yeah, absolutely. He's so good. Oh, yeah. I think it may be one of my favorite Norm scenes from the first season, and he gets some good ones.
0: He does, but yeah, that's probably. I mean, it's just so. It, it kind of like everything about Norm of insecure, just not not thinking like doesn't have like the maybe the, even the self confidence to pep himself up in a way that seems competent to to kind of like sell himself as. A somebody you would take seriously he just doesn't doesn't think that much of himself i yeah. think if you sold it right you could really get hired with that resume though <laughs> yeah probably.
1: i yeah. think i think somebody would get a kick out of it and go okay yeah
0: <laughs> at least like, call I, him back and bring him yeah, in yeah for- <laughs> you
1: you're going to get an interview with that resume <laughs>
0: yeah yeah
1: that's when it runs into the wall of Norm just kind of falls apart like oh god and his insecurities would come out and probably self-sabotage himself but if he could sell it he could do it man I mean he got that other job I mean he's he's been hired before
0: yeah yeah the big thing at the beginning of course Diane comes in with her her first date Walter who (laughs) has this habit which he 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 says he has a, a skill or a, it's like a party trick, but it certainly seems like an automatic like tick, like like a oh, thing it's... that he can't shake because he does it every time. He counts the number of letters in any sentence that you say, and it's what just,
1: I, oh, yeah. what I love about it is it's, it. I think everyone reacts to it perfectly, which is it is a sort of trick that <laughs> for the first ten seconds is really impressive. <laughs> and it gets old so fast. Yeah. Yeah. And what I love is when she walks in, he's just kind of going, Hey Dan, you know, you think I want to sh- you want to show she's dropped she's being dropped off at work by this guy that she just spent a, a vacation weekend with. And she's so clearly trying to ditch him. Mm-hmm. And he just kinda like, Hey I well, know, I can come in. I- I'll show them the thing that I've been doing all weekend. And uh, she just wants to ditch him. And Sam smells blood in the water. <laughs> yes. And immediately walks right up with this grin on his face. He's like, oh, this is going to be good. I got to see what she's trying to make him go away for. And um, introduces himself. And, oh, it's it, that talent. And he
0: will not stop. He and, will not stop. And Sam is, again, like, thinking about how, like, how he's much smarter in this first season. He's smart enough to actually set this up to be yes. the punchline. He knows how to use it in order oh. to just dig the de- dig the knife deeper into Diane when she's like, yeah, we spent the whole weekend together. And he's like, really, how many days did it feel like? And 24! Yeah, yeah. yeah like, like 17 or whatever throws out like this huge number because he's not answering the question. He's counting the sentences but Sam leads him into, into that and Diane knows oh. that he's doing it. She actually gives Sam like the look in my fingers. She's like, I know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> and he just, he keeps feeding this guy <laughs> he, love. (laughs) to tease Diane
1: and this guy does not pick up that he's being used and it's Oh, it's glorious. Yeah, I and, really love it. and it, it's, it
0: culminates, so. like, one of, like, this was one of my runners-up for the sort of funniest line, but, like, I'll mention now is at the end when this character is yes. finally about to leave, so he stops him before he's like, hey, Walter, he's like, 10, or whatever, like that. So he's <laughs> like, uh, how many, he's like, how was Diane on a scale of 100? And he says 29. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, like, you think, because I think, like, Walter is actually, like, smiling and laughing at it, too, because he knows what he just walked into, too, he's you know oh,
1: it's great. Yeah. I It's weird because I think this is another example of this is a show that knows how to do wordplay. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of shows wouldn't have been able to pull this off. And also there's a sense of sort of self-awareness by everyone in the scene that they're really feeding each other. Right. That everyone's reacting exactly the way. And you see Sam and he is genuinely beaming. There's a real <laughs> sense of him just kind of casually letting this play out and – kind of keeping this guy talking so he won't leave so he's just thinking of zingers to use (laughs) and one of my favorite little bits is the guy's about to step out and he's like you know what is this something like you know hey good seeing you sam and he's like yeah and he goes four and you see ted (laughs) dance and smile and it's and i love it that look on his face there is just so wonderful! The genuine moments where the Ted Danson breaks through the Sam Malone and they sort of merge into one being are some of my favorite bits with Ted Danson. The
0: yeah, genuine yeah.
1: little smiles that sneak through, and I love that the people who the that work on this show let him keep those moments.
0: Yeah, yeah. You see them when you can tell how fun, how much fun the actors are having playing these off too. It's, that's when it, that's when it gets kind of magical. Um and I like that the gag continues through Sam and Diane's fight a few minutes later when they're arguing yes. other dates and, and you know, Sam is like, At least my dates don't count the letters sentences. and sentences. She comes back with your dates can't form sentences. Um and by by the end of that, like he says something and she's like, I resent that and Sam goes eleven. Like he's yes.
1: it. <laughs> like he's- I love that. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It it's it's a great little moment i love the fact that diane just kind of wants to sneak away from this guy because she knows if he walks into the bar Mm -hmm. this is what will happen uh and you get it from that where she's like oh good to see you bye and starts to close the door it's (laughs) she knows what'll happen if this guy walks into cheers and Sam and Carla and the rest of everyone gets a, wh- a whiff of this, they will leap on it Yeah, because it's just too good.
0: Uh, Walter, by the way, is played by the actor Doug Sheehan, who uh, his first appearance was on an episode of Charlie's Angels. Um, then he appeared on General Hospital, Knots Landing, Columbo, uh, up to the TV show Clueless and Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. Um, Then we come, we come with the second act to our other guest stars. First, we meet the woman that Diane set Sam up with, and I I think you would appreciate this, too. Uh, Gretchen is played by the actress Gretchen Corbett, who appeared on The Rockford Files, I'm sure you know.
1: Yes, as uh, Beth Davenport, who's kind of Rockford's on-and-off girlfriend and lawyer.
0: Yeah, yeah, she was on the TV show and some of the TV movies in the 90s. Uh, She also appeared in one episode of Wonder Woman. I think she was, like, gargantua. She turned into a gorilla or something. Um, oh wow yeah, and, and I have most, to look that up now, yeah, most recently she was in the show Portlandia um she comes in, and then the guy that Sam picks up for Diane out of the blue in the pool room he 's got his andy andy schroeder uh, i don 't actually think we'd get his last name Schroeder until his second appearance, and he does appear throughout the Life of Cheers four times uh he 's played by Derek McGrath, he has over a hundred credits on i m d b but like when I was look I kept looking for something else that would really jump out at me. And it's not a lot. He's done quite a bit of voice work actually on cartoons and I think some like games or something, but not really popular cartoons. And he's done some TV movies and some short films, but I didn't see any really – like a movie or TV show other than Cheers that really jumped out as something like that was noteworthy that I would have seen. Uh, I, was I actually kinda
1: know him from something. Okay. Um, this is what – I actually knew him from this first. Um, there was a TV show on in the late 80s, early 90s called My Secret Identity. which was, Oh, it was like a Canadian first run syndication show. It's the sort of thing that like on Sunday afternoons, you'd be playing on whatever your local station is Mm -hmm. next to like episodes of renegade. (laughs) Um, so it's that kind of thing. It's like, we've got a time slot. These things are cheap. We're just going to buy a block of them. And it was a show about uh, Jerry O'Connell getting superpowers as a teenager, and Derek McGrath was kind of like his Doc Brown. Okay. The guy who built the machine that zapped him and let him be able to fly. So that's what I know him from. <laughs> and I've learned over the years that I seem to have been the only person who remembers this show.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. But... We meet when we see him as Andy, and I think what you need to know about this character is that he gets an ovation from the audience with his exit, which is not on a punchline. Like, oh yeah! Like his last line or whatever isn't a punchline. It's not like set up for a joke or something. He just says bye and leaves, and you hear the uh, the, the studio audience laughing and applauding or something, that, because this was a special character they just <laughs> saw, and it's all set up. He meets Sam in the pool. Sam's like, "Hey, I'll give you twenty dollars to take this girl out. Like, Why are you paying me?" It's like, "Well, it's just you know perpetuate this lie that we've been going out," and. And he goes out there, he's like, oh, finally I meet Gretchen. It's like, no, 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 wrong girl, wrong girl. You take, you take Diane out and. Same as trying to play it off like this is like this is cool and this is fine and he knows he's gonna lose this bet but it's it's just about saving face so he's not embarrassed so he's ready to take Gretchen out and Diane is like okay well where do you want to go how about I'm in the mood for Italian oh god <laughs> and he's just walking out not even like looking at her just like kind of absolutely walking towards the door he's like any place except Villa Mil- Milano's or something but that's bad memories for me I killed a waitress there once. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh God! And he throws the line away. That's yes. the part I love: is that he's not even looking at the audience when he says it. He yeah. says it so casually, and it, his because he does it in that way. There's this delay, yeah. <laughs> that you don't quite wait. What? Yeah, you. See, what did he say? You see, Shelley's face just drops. Like... She stops, and everyone just kind of stops. And it isn't until she gets it, and Sam's like, "Okay, we're going on a double date." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "We'll and double. She, I'm not leaving you alone." She, with him. <laughs> she's like no way yeah shes like to if I, find I let you, you leave with up. him, that is the last time I am ever going to see you right, right. and her she flips out as they're walking up the stairs, <laughs> and it's such a wonderful delay that I think a lot of shows would have jumped to the freak out, yeah, yeah, but it let that love that moment that he just threw away land and then let
0: you go, wait, what did he just say he killed somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so so casually and like sort of like absent mindedly just dropped the fact that he killed a waitress so he doesn't want to go back to that restaurant?
1: Like oh, <laughs> bad memories like, for him.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course. So they go. So that's the commercial break. That's the act And you're like, "What?" We come back. Carla comes running into. She's like that guy that just left with Diane. He went. He just got out of prison for manslaughter or something. Like oh, jeez. And then you hear a motorcycle engine revving up and whatever. They're like, "Wait, he took Diane out on a motorcycle." And the way they come back in, because I like it because, like, the audio isn't synced up, so, like, it sounds like like he started the line before he opened the door, and you kind of, like, have to catch up to what Andy is saying, but he opens the door, he's like, you didn't think we were going to make that last jump, did you? Yeah. A second later, Diane walks in, her hair is a mess, she's got, like, bugs and dirt on her face, because she's been riding on the back of this motorcycle.
1: It's... i love is that you can tell on andy's face he thinks this is going really well <laughs> yeah
0: he's so nice and actually he's when less they, like when they sit down like he almost like takes her purse or whatever and she like snatches it away and he just kind of does this of like little boy like cutesy dovey eyes like looking at yeah it's
1: that's what i love is that all his scariest behavior takes place off camera <laughs> and they just kind of reference it and that you just have to go off the performances of all the people around him because it is a tense moment yeah. as they sit down at that table Gretchen corbett's throwing him this look. Look, (laughs) like she's going to have to mace him. Yeah,
0: Yeah. she actually has a line that I really love, but it kind of gets like – I don't know if it gets like stepped on because they're laughing from like a previous thing or something. But like I don't think the line gets enough touch. But when they first walk in, like Sam's like, so can I get anybody anything? And she's like a five-minute head start.
1: (laughs) Yes. I love that. I love Gretchen Corbett. I'm a little sad that... I mean, she's great in this episode to the degree she gets something to do, but I'm a little sad that she kind of gets overshadowed because Andy kind of... He just takes up all the oxygen in the room because his performance is really wonderful. Derek McGrath kind of knocks it out of the park by playing it as if he's just just kind of an average guy who kind of murdered a waitress once. (laughs) And he's so casual about it. Like, he doesn't try to hide it and... He's like I don't know. It's like the you know like the waitress at the restaurant just gave us a look when I asked for a sharper <laughs> knife, yeah. and he just doesn't seem. It's like he's so unable to fathom the people around him. Like he he's a guy who cannot read anything and doesn't even think to lie about himself. <laughs> yeah, it's really great. But then that moment where uh, Gretchen Corbett has clearly had enough, and she gets <laughs> yes. up. And he starts to get up too, and she just goes, "I'm warning
0: you." <laughs> yeah, I love that line. I, I, I almost had that as my home run too. I just—that's such a good moment. Where she's like, no, no, that's enough for me. It's like, I don't get up. I'm warning you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm warning you. And it's just like, it's like it's so wonderful because it so feeds the dinner that you didn't see. Yeah, all yeah. of it is about like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I may have to defend myself. <laughs> yeah. And. Oh god it's happening. I'm ready to fight now. Yeah. And <laughs> it's it's glorious. I love Gretchen Corbett. I wish she'd
0: gotten a little bit more to do.
1: Yeah, I or, think, or I wish she, she would have it.
0: been brought back for some reason or some occasion. Like I wish they would have had a change like because yeah, I I wouldn't change a thing about this episode, but as much as I like her, yeah, I was like I wish uh yeah, I wish they could have given her a little bit more. So maybe if they could have come up with a reason to bring her character back.
1: We know she's never coming
0: back. Of course, yeah, that that's This, this is an
1: experience.
0: Yeah, she's not going out with Sam again, and she's probably not talking to Diane again. Either.
1: Yeah, this is a broken friendship now. That's <laughs> yeah. it's over. That you set me up to go out on a double date where you're there with a murderer.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: and, and this is deeply uncomfortable.
0: And of course, the line that drives her away is they're just kind of they're just sitting there in silence, and there's like some non sequitur, and it comes back to Andy, and he's like. You ever dream that you have claws?
1: <laughs> I love that he's holding his wrist. Yeah, like,
0: he's just like he's like, like Freddy Krueger wow. or something, and just everyone's like, "Okay, this date he's is like, over."
1: He's like, "I'm out." I mean, that's just like it's like, "Okay, I'm done." Yeah. This this is this is going to end badly, and I'm not going to be here when it does. Right. And I I really really love that. Yeah. Um, so here's a question: If Sam had not misunderstood if he had really understood and spent like a day or two finding a great date for diane and he'd gone out with gretchen how well do you think that date would have gone i actually think it might have gone pretty well yeah i I kind of noticed that too i was like you know i see the beginnings of something that she does have a way of being she's kind of a midpoint between sam and diane where she's a bit of an intellectual right and she it was a, she's into kinesiology yeah, where yeah. She's, into, she's she's definitely it. a definitely a sports fan. And right, she's she, like, like let lettered it... in
0: three sports in college and everything so, that, so she has an athletic background. She understands that, that competitive edge that Sam likes. So, And she knew who Sam was.
1: She said, are you the same Sam Malone who played for the Sox? Yeah, yeah. And you can sort of say like, oh, hey, this might actually kind of work out. And I kind of wonder how that would have gone. I think she also has kind of a sarcastic sense of humor. She's very deadpan. That moment with her and Norm is pretty great. Yeah, where he kind of saunters over, and she's just like, "What are you looking at, Endomorph?" <laughs> and he's like, "Nothing, sir, sir." And he kind of like sheepishly slinks away. But I, I, kind of love that. It's I think I think it could have worked out. I don't know what would have happened there, but. Um, I think she clearly did a better job for Sam than Sam did for her.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you see it like once once they make these arrangements, Sam is instantly scrambling. He's like, "Who do I know who would be a good fit for Diane or whatever?" Yes, yes, Carla. And she's like, "Yeah, what about you know that Ted, whatever, something from like baseball?" He's like, "Ted's dead, Carla." <laughs> she's like, "Okay, Diane has to drive." So.
1: That's one of the things I really love that she was a runner-up in. I, it's weird. There was a short period of time that Carla was my employee of the week for this episode. You know episode. what?
0: I loved her in this episode. And I think like you could take away all of her dialogue. It's just the way she laughs oh, at it's like a Sam cackle. throughout the Sam mo- when, when she knows that Diane picked somebody and Sam didn't. And he's setting oh. himself up for this embarrassment. And she's like, can I sit here? Can I get a front row seat for this? And she's like, where's my date? And you just hear Carla go, "Ah, (laughs) ha, And and Sam actually has to say at one point, shut up, (laughs) Carla. She's
1: just – and then when Diane walks, she's like, oh, hi, Diane, with (laughs) that that sing-song voice. I love it because it's not her making fun of Diane. She sees Sam steering towards a cliff, (laughs) and she does nothing to stop it.
0: She wants popcorn in the front row seat.
1: Yeah, she's like the Greek chorus, that she's the one character that knows everything that the audience does, Mm -hmm. and is going to do nothing. She's not going to lift a finger to stop this from happening, and her laugh is so infectious in this episode. (laughs) It's just every time she'll just laugh and she just cackles and she's just like <laughs> <laughs> And it's she just like and she'll walk away laughing,
0: going like I'm not nothing. Yeah. And, and it, it's it's priceless because you uh, when you realize that Sam knows what she's doing and why she's laughing and he's so <laughs> pissed at her but can't explain it, so he's just like pushing her away, going, Shut up <laughs> Shut
1: up. Yeah, and she just wants, she gets that bar stool, and and she has everything but popcorn in that moment. And just wants to see where this is going because it's going to be bad. <laughs> but she never could have dreamed. And that, actually, there's a bit too. This is my favorite coach moment of this episode where <laughs> she runs from the back. This is the point where she's like, oh my God, coach, I, you're never going to believe this. I was just talking to the guys in the back. And she's like, I'd like to believe it, Carla. <laughs> I'd like to believe that, Carla. <laughs> and it's so sincere. But yeah, she, this is the moment where she, she finds out that this guy went to jail for manslaughter. Yeah, he, he's
0: just but got out of the joint after. Ten years,
1: yeah. Oh God, I—that's what I love about it. Is I, I love the way that they keep the craziest stuff just off of camera, and let him be so normal but off-putting right. at the same time. When when Derek McGrath does it, he's just. I-
0: I think the part where he's like, where he lo- looks at his hand and he's making claws. It's like yeah. you have a dream that you have like claws. I, that's the only time when we really see him looking kind of crazy. And yeah, it's, it's like border. It's borderline breaking, like the character of the mystique. But I think it's still well within the range because that's that's when Gretchen's like, okay, uh, deuces i out. Done. <laughs> okay. It's got like, It's Clapping gotta be her weird. hands, walking away.
1: Yeah, it's got to be something that tops everything else because she hasn't walked out yet, and <laughs> right. it's just like,
0: yeah. I'm gone because I think the funniest part I think is probably when um, she actually, like it's you mentioned it's it's at the end when he has to explain something that happened at their date and you kind of just get the recall, the the, you know the 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 transcript version of what happened when he's like, do you think she had a good time? And Sam's like, oh yeah, yeah. He's like, it's hard to say. She didn't really say that much except for that little scream she let out when I asked the waitress for a sharper knife.
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, he's just—he doesn't pick it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, he just, it's for a guy who's who's very clearly a murderer, he's <laughs> kind of an innocent. Yeah. <laughs> he is just—I mean, it's kind of like, well, what if what if Coach was a killer? Yeah. <laughs> it's just a little bit of Coach,
0: a little bit of Freddy Krueger. Yeah. And yeah, it's, and it's, it's, he's just like so unassuming. From like his jacket, and his demeanor, his like smile, like you could picture Andy at the bar in every episode, just kind of yeah. sitting down on the other side of Cliff or something like that, or like he could have been one of the regulars. He just sort of like he fits into that world, and he's he, completely unassuming and looks like kind of like a sweet normal guy until he's just just casually as he's walking past, you, just like anywhere but via Milano. So I killed the waitress there. <laughs>
1: It just—it's just kind of like he's just like yeah. It. He's just so unassuming, and just the fact that he doesn't think yeah. that that would end it right there. <laughs> yeah. That this is right out of the gate, they haven't even left. <laughs> I killed a waitress there. <laughs> and you're right. That's bad memories for me. It's Going bad back. memories for me. I don't need to be reminded of that bad time <laughs> <laughs> where I murdered somebody. And it's just kind of... You say it like it's a courtesy, too. Not like it's truly traumatizing, but it's just like, ah, you know, I really don't need to think about that. <laughs>
0: it's, it's not. It's it's sort of like the way you would say, like, anywhere except for this one place, I got food poisoning the last time I ate there. That's, yeah, t- so, that's the type of thing, except, no, I killed somebody.
1: <laughs> I killed somebody. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, Andy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, man. I mean, this is just... It, it is a special episode. It's for, it's for moments like that why this was not, why the script was nominated. It's just the, the wordplay, the delivery and things like that. And it all ends with, you know, Sam she, like, Diana's like, what were you thinking? And he's like, so, you know, he wasn't your perfect date. I'm man enough to admit that I got this wrong. And then when he has to confess and he's like, I'm sorry, I, I thought you were setting this up as, as yourself. And he's like, I thought you thought that you were my perfect date. And he kind of has the sheepish thing and, and then she kind of like, she's able to finally get it back, throw it back at him, like this whole thing where, you know, she, I, I want to save the line because it's probably like my home run, but, but she's able to forgive him for this horrible night, this horrible thing of going out with this guy because she's like, I didn't realize you had such a crush on me or you were carrying a torch for me. And he's like, no, no, I thought you had one. And it spirals into them just bickering back and forth, kind of old fashioned, you know, Spencer Tracy type of thing. And they just run off off stage, and it turns into you know Norman, Cliff, and Carla and Coach arguing who has the bigger crush on who, like, and and it just kind of ends with everybody talking. So, it, it's it's a nice little light hearted ending. For, I, I think it kind of needed that ending to deflate the tension of we just spent time with a killer, and yeah, that's that's a it's, little bit preposterous for this show, but
1: it's a very light and airy episode for one that introduces a murderer. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's, and it, it makes it
1: work because it, I mean, this is the sort of thing that I think the wrong kind of writing, this could jump the shark kind of moment. Right, right. But it doesn't. It, it finds a way to sort of keep it there, I think, because Andy is so unassuming and he's not this giant ghoulish guy mm-hmm. um, that is obviously bad news. Right. Um, he's not like somebody who has a hook for a hand or anything. He's just like this little guy. He just seems like a guy, like again, who could be just part of the gang.
0: I, and I, I, I really think it is kind of, it's really impressive when you look at how funny the scene with Walter is when Walter comes back to the bar with her and this date with the counting the, the words and everything like, or the letters and everything and, and how long they string that gag out and they play it off and it's like, wow, okay, so now we've got to introduce a second date for her that's got to top that one. You know, the yeah. stakes have got to be higher and the jokes have got to be funnier. How are you going to do that? Because the first date with Walter is really funny and really impressive to watch. Well, you you make the guy a killer, and you just yeah. make me see. You make the whole sequence kind of terrifying for everybody in the involved, and it's like, yeah, they pulled it off. That's why it works. Yeah, yeah. This guy is actually dangerous. That <laughs> yeah. guy
1: was just embarrassing.
0: Right, right.
1: Oh my god, yeah. Oh,
0: so and uh, i kind of mentioned andy will make three more appearances on cheers throughout the life of which i think is is enough you don't want to bring this character back too much and i think they space him out he comes back in the second season and then like later the fourth or fifth and then once it might even be in like the the 10th or the maybe even the last season he comes back just for like the teaser of an episode it's it's a really brilliant moment but uh we'll get to that in the far future um, for Norm's tab, I only had him drinking three beers in this episode, uh, which brings him to 82 at this point in the series. Um, oh. Yeah, are we going to have 100? before? I think we'll easily have 100 before the season is over. Uh, getting into the superlative categories, I, I mean, for the employee of the week... This was such a generous episode because, I mean, I could give it to Andy or Walter. And I think it's it's probably obviously going to be Andy just because he steals the scene. Like I said, he gets an ovation when he leaves. Um, but Walter was also really funny. And, and obviously, you know, Ted Danson and Shelley Long are also great. But when I, when I think of this episode, when I hear the name, I think of Andy. So, yeah, that's pretty obvious. What did you think? I went with
1: Sam this time. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I spent – Andy was my first – First choice. I thought about that. Then I went to Carla as a possible because of the laughing. And I settled on Sam. I watched this episode uh, three times to prep for the episode here. And I love Ted Danson. And I don't think he gets uh, nearly the credit as a performer, Mm -hmm. but I love him in literally everything that he's in. I loved him on Cheers. I love him on The Good Place. He was even great on Becker. Yeah. Um, He always knocks it out of the park. Um, Sam is my choice because it's easy to forget how good Ted Danson is because it seems so effortless to him on this show that he really seems at home playing Sam Malone. And you get to see Sam because he's kind of the connective tissue for this entire episode. That it's his misunderstanding that sets the plot off. You also get to see that moment where he has that chuckle at uh, Norm's resume, which I love. You get to see him um, embarrassed. You get to see him angry. You get to see him smug. You get to see him in his element. There's that moment where he's outsmarted himself and he thinks, okay – I'm going to be onto this before Diane knows I'm onto it. And he's made this way more complicated than it needs to be. And he has this like quick change moment at the bar. That is like the bar is his phone booth and he is Clark Kent and it's time for romance. <laughs> yeah. And he breaks out this uh, thing of cologne that's sort of hidden behind the bottles in the back. Mm-hmm. Then he gives a little knock to the bar and this uh, breath spray just drops down from where the wine glasses are kept. And it's like everyone has sort of seen this ritual before. And they're just like, as as uh, Norm says, it's like watching a matador get ready for <laughs> a bullfight.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they and, actually they make a soundtrack for it. They do like the Just
1: the thing at the beginning too, where he manages to turn around the embarrassment that Diane has about Walter mm-hmm. and zings her several times using Walter. Yeah. Those are just off the wall. And then his reaction to Andy, both, you know, like, oh God, this guy. <laughs> and then we're leaving right now. This is a double date. And they just he's and again at the end, I think one of my favorite bits is you get to see Sam taken out of his element that the thing that sam does not want to do is be vulnerable right that's the last thing he wants to do and it's only when he realizes how much he's hurt diane and that she thinks that this was a prank and it was intentional Mm -hmm. that he drops the act of of like oh so it wasn't a perfect date (laughs) and just kind of opens up to her and even to the point that he confesses that he has a bit of a thing for her, and then she turns it around for him, and you see him get so frustrated yeah, yeah. and that 's her little revenge moment where she kind of she just kind of turns it around, and gets him to admit something, and then gives him nothing in return right
0: exactly that's that 's a really I, good uh, argument that's that 's a good case for for Ted Danson and for Sam in this episode, and it actually it's even more justified because of what I had for my home run. And there're so many like one liners and like moments in this episode that I could go with. Uh for me the funniest liner moment it's it's kind of coupled. There's like a double effect to this one because it's when he he actually confesses to Diane. He's like, I'm sorry. He's like, The truth is I never met the guy before tonight. I paid him to be your date for this thing and Diane takes a moment to process that and she says you hired a murderer to take me out for the evening and that gets the big laugh from the audience but what I love equally as much as that line and her delivery is the look on Sam's face because a second later he kind of smirks and chuckles to himself (laughs) and has to say like well, it kind of sounds funny when you put it that way, <laughs> and I love that beat, like the the one two punch of those two beats. And I really like the way Sam has to react, like hearing it said back to him that way. He's like, "Oh, I f-ed up." <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I love it, and he's he thinks he can still kind of laugh it off, yeah. But she's not going to let him out of this. <laughs> she's like, "No, that guy was a killer." <laughs>
0: oh man, yeah, that's yeah. pretty great. So, what was your uh, what was your high point or your home run?
1: Well, you listed it earlier. It was at the beginning with Walter. Where he kind of turns Walter's a wordplay—the fact that he's counting words, uh, yeah. letters in a sentence—and he does that. You know, how was Diane on a scale of a hundred, and he yeah. says twenty-nine. <laughs> it just kind of comes out of his mouth like he can't not do this, and it's Ted Danson's face during that entire interplay where he has a new toy. That can both get deliver zingers and embarrass Diane. Yes.
0: And,
1: and he's like, gonna play with it. Yeah.
0: And he had it had to be a scale out of a hundred because he knew that whatever number, like based on how long like it would get, a, it was gonna be a low number that Walter calculates. So it
1: had it's, to seem it's like it's gonna that. be in the first half of that hundred for <laughs> <Right>. sure.
0: <laughs> oh it's so good, so good. So yeah. yeah, Diane's perfect day, one of the funnier episodes of the season. Um yeah. Mike, thank you very much for coming on the show for the third time and talking about it with me. Uh, where else can people find you online or in the podcast universe?
1: So uh, my main thing, of course, always is uh, Radio versus the Martians. We always bill it as the McLaughlin Group for Nerds, a uh, pop culture discussion show. Um, it's me and Casey Doran. And we sit down with a couple of our friends and just kind of hash stuff out. We also have Podcast La Vista Baby, which is our tribute to the cinematic dynamo that is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, we're on the second half of getting through his movies and just kind of plowing forward. And uh, you can find all those at dot com, and iTunes, Stitcher, all the regular places for podcasts.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you very much. Uh, looking forward to getting you back on some Season 2 episodes. Uh, listeners... Thank you very much for tuning into the show. Please support the show on Facebook, Twitter, leave us an iTunes review. And as always, you can leave a comment on the website post, which is at fireandwaterpodcast.com. until next time we're closed. How do you two know each other? Well, well we, she uh... asked a good question, didn't she? <laughs> good question. <laughs> we, uh, we met in the pool. Uh, at the Y. The pool at the Y. We do a lot of swimming, floating, kicking, all your basic water sports. <laughs> hey, now we're getting into your area of expertise, aren't we, Gretchen? <laughs> swimming is one of the finest cardiopulmonary exercises. It's, it's also wonderful for the development of all the major muscle groups, particularly the latissimus dorsi. Uh,
1: boy, I bet you're uh, kicking yourself, but I got to her first. <laughs> okay, we're going to take off now. Uh, you two have a good time. Oh, you two do. Uh, Andy, Andy, and I uh, have fun fun. Uh. So, uh, what do you think, Andy?
0: How does Italian food sound, huh? Oh, boy. I've been hungry for Italian food all day. Anywhere but uh, Via Milano. That's, that's bad memories for me. I, I killed a waitress there. <laughs> well, double
1: did you see what you see?